We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in the 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at at and for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut to it, cut to it, let's get down to it, cut to it. We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. You ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. Cause you know it's on. It's on. Cause you know it's on. So that's it. That's all I heard. What up, G? What up? What up? Man, I got a story for you. Uh-oh. So, was chit-chatting, you know, trying to be a lot more, uh, not a lot more, a little bit more approachable. All right. So I was talking to my neighbor, and he, he was telling me this story. And like everybody else, you know how you live in neighborhoods, and there's people you talk to that's really like what? They're either on your, in your radius of like cross the street or uh-huh. to the right of you, to the left of you. Yeah. But very few people really interact with, depending on the size of your neighborhood, like somebody that's in the front entrance if you live in the back. Or, okay. or just some, your, maybe just like your next door neighbor. Yeah, so this is like across the street. Like, our kids play together okay. a lot. So we're, you know, hey, how you doing? How was your week? Blah, blah. So right. this, one of my neighbors, he is like a cyclist. Like, mountain bike, has the outfits. Like, he's he's the guy, like, on Sunday when you may be Saturday or during the week or even in the afternoon, if there's, like, a hot day, he's outside, like, redoing his, retooling his bike, mm-hmm. washing the bike off, like so you he, know, he about that life. He's about that life. So he tells me about some folks in the neighborhood. He goes, "Man, I rode my bike. I got invited to ride with some guys in the neighborhood." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "All right." So I'm telling the story as my neighbor. Just man, I'm riding a bike, and he said, "Man, we go." And I don't know, but he says riding a bike with speed 
is important, but also you have to know your surroundings. So they're in a they're riding a bike in an area he doesn't know. So this guy he says, the neighbor in our neighborhood, he says, first of all, I'll never ride bikes with this dude ever again. I said it was that bad. He goes, let me tell you why it was bad. I said, why? He said, they're riding. So now he's riding his bike in a unfamiliar trail. So he's riding. And he says, every single time he catches up with the guy, the guy takes off. He's like, he's trying not to be rude. But he's like, man, this dude needs to slow down. But every time he catches up to him, the guy takes off. So he's like, you know, and he doesn't want to be the guy that's like, hey, slow down. You're going too fast because he's a new guy. And if these guys are cool, he doesn't want to lose the opportunity to ride bikes with some new guys because this guy just moved. He moved to several months ago from Detroit. Okay. So there's a whole etiquette behind this. Yes. But he said, this dude is really just, he's like, he's huffing and puffing like, ah. And the guy's like, you all right? And he's, he, it, you know, his, his breathing is no, but he says, oh, yeah, I'm fine. But he says, Steve, I am dying. <laughs> like, this dude is kicking my ass. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what's the problem? He said, well, here's the problem. This dude doesn't really look like the guy that should be pedaling consistently as fast as he's pedaling. I said, I, I don't get it. All right, look, the dude is a little bit. His weight and his speed don't compute. Okay. Big, big bone? Yeah, big bone. But he said, man, this dude is just pounding his ass off. And he said, bro, and I'm a, I'm a pretty good rider. You know, I, I don't mean to judge, but I want to understand why this dude is killing me like I'm killing me. So he said, this goes on for the next hour and 20 minutes. Mm. So he's going, he's going, and then they finally finish with the trail. And he's like, man. <sighs> he was like, how, how you doing? He's like, man, it was all right. It was cool. You you want to come next week? He's like, yeah, I get, uh, well, you know, got to talk with the wife and see how some things going. So it was three of them, my neighbor and then the other two guys. Well, he says the friend spills the beans. The friend tells on the guy that invited him over, this dude is riding, guess what? An e-bike. Mm. He was riding an electrical bike. <laughs> Cheat code. <laughs> he said, if I had Superman heat-seeking eyes, I would have killed him on the spot. He said it was so... The dude. So you can still generate the pedals even on an e-bike? Bro, I guess the e-bike is doing all the work. Yeah. You can do it, but he said the dude, but here's a part he said he was pissed off about. The guy who invited him didn't even tell him. His buddy told on him. Mm. So the whole time. Dry snitching. For the whole hour and a half, this dude, hour and 15 minutes, this bike ride, over 30, 40 miles, 50 miles. This dude barely did anything. Mm. So I said, what are you going to do? He said, man, I'm not riding with that dude ever again. <laughs> and that just kind of is like, it's so, it, it, why are you telling this story, Steve? What's the whole point? The point is, man, people are doing things 
and just cutting short. They capping, like the young folks oh say. Oh my gosh. Capping and snitching you, is what I got from that story. Can you imagine and snitching, Can you imagine Joe? me and you working out or something? Like in a gym. And I got on I got 45 plates, but they really are tens. They just look like 45. Yes. And you over there. You keep them clean though. Yeah, we 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 maxing. You max it like 230, but man, he revving them 225. 50 times, but really all really 95 pounds. Yes. Like you got um. You got the weights from, like, say, a, a movie. Yeah. Right? They got them at, like, the, here in Charlotte, is this little uh, discovery place where they look they look like they're heavy, but they're really not. Oh, yeah, so, bop, man. Bop, bop. Yeah, so it just, I was like, man. And they just told the story, and I just thought it was hilarious because, really, how many times have you done something or been with somebody? And then you compare. And you compare and realize? They capping. <laughs> you compare it to a person who's really not even putting in that work. Mm. So I just thought that was, I thought it was awesome. E-bike dude, stop capping. Yes. You you leading people astray. Yeah. 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 Mm-mm. E- and stopping for donuts after. <laughs> right. <laughs> the bike and the physique didn't match up. Did not even close. So who we got? Coming up on the Cut To It podcast, we've got Jeff Gordon, the retired driver of the number 24 car. He's a four-time NASCAR Cup Series champion, and he has the third most wins in NASCAR history. Right now, he's a Fox Sports analyst for the NASCAR Cup Series. Jeff Gordon, join us in studio for the Cut To It podcast. Jeff Gordon, thanks for coming. My pleasure. Uh, Always been a fan of this guy over here, Steve, and... Uh, I think we met a couple of times. We yeah. haven't really hung out, but no. um, but but we've met and and, and mad respect for yeah. for what you did on the field. I think I think I've told you this. I you know longtime 49ers fan, but I've lived oh. in Charlotte for uh, whew, many years, going back to you know early 90s when I came to to NASCAR. Mm. And so uh, you know when when the Panthers came, I, I always I always had a, a special place there. That as long as you weren't playing my team, as long as you were the 49ers, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> And uh, but huge, um, you know, fan of, of your work, and and always always love what you brought on the field. Well, huge fan of you as well. Um, I'm actually a 49ers fan as well, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So yeah, so this is this is gonna start off. Well, really I'm from well. the Bay yeah. Area, you know, originally. Yeah, yeah. It's a Bay so. guy. My, my, right. my family's uh, from Monterey. Okay. And then my my folks moved down to uh, L.A., so grew up in L.A. Um, but uh, SoCal, man, yeah. beautiful place. It sure is, isn't it? There's no place <laughs> like it. No, Traffic is. and all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, why I don't live there. I'll be honest. Yeah. Man. I, I like to drive. Yeah. I do not like to sit. You don't in like traffic. to sit. No, yeah. I need I, to be moving. Yeah, I just it's like ordered. going fishing. I'm not going to just put a hook in the water. I want to actually catch some fish. Yeah. that's why I don't <laughs> fish. You don't have the patience for it. I've never. I, Someone, you got to go with the right people. Yeah. Someone yeah, invited me to fish. I will not say the name because you hit me with the flex and said, hey, I'm going fishing. Do you want to join? I said, maybe we could do something else, but I don't fish. <laughs> I used to be Yeah, that you way. don't fish with the right people. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll used, I used to we'll go. be like that until, until I started finding the right experiences where I was like, oh, oh this is a whole other level of fishing right here really? that I can get into. So you fishing up at Lake Norman? No, no. I, I mean, my parents have a, a a pond that they stocked, and and 
I'll take my kids out there and mm. we'll do a little, you know, catch and release. Yeah, just like bass, carp, stuff like that. But I've been with with Rick Hendrick on his his fishing boat, and we mm. actually did a trip. Mm. Now you didn't want to flex, but he will. Flex. <laughs> yeah, oh. those arms are coming out of the head of that button <laughs> up, Jeff. Bul- right. bulging out of. <laughs> uh, well, I f- Fish with the I, that's how I feel, man. When you <laughs> catch it, well, I'm telling you, when you go fish with that guy, it's it's next level. So, little little side side story. Uh, I purchased word on the Lake Norman streets. I think I purchased your old condo. Oh, what? Really? Up in Lake Norman, uh, it used to be Queens Landing across. Yes. yes. I I had that back in um. It was actually people used to think I was trying to hold out when I tore my hamstrings, uh-huh. and I had said. If I wanted to hold out, I'd just go up to my lake house. And there was a lake house right up there. Mm. I had a boat, had the dock. Not a flex. Um, no, no, no. It was, listen, it wasn't <laughs> a flex because it's here's why. It's okay, bro. I learned okay. very quickly electricity and water equals a lot of expensive repairs. <laughs> oh, dang. So I had, I had, a, I had a boat, um, and then I had, a, I had that condo that was up there that they said it was yours and when you first came here. Yeah, yeah, that was, I, uh, First, I lived out near the speedway, uh-huh. and that didn't last very long. And and boom, I was I was up the lake. Wow! And, uh, and so it's true, huh? Man, I sold it for <laughs> I sold it for change on the dice. <laughs> well, Jeff, our first segment is called "Get Iced Up." Yeah, we haven't even started. We yet, haven't. Right? We just we went straight into it. But our, our first segment is called "Get Iced Up." They're random icebreakers developed by Smitty. You don't know what's coming up. There may be a follow up. There may not be. It may be a question about who's your favorite Migo. I have no idea. But, Smitty, go ahead and give them the first one, and we'll get you iced up. All right, you ready? Uh, no, but okay. <laughs> well, I'm give it a It try. is a test about yourself. So if you fail, yeah, yeah. I'm failing blame yourself. <laughs> Got it. All right. So, automatic or stick shift? Oh, is paddle an option in there? Paddle. You know, paddle is like a, a yeah, paddle. What, what, what kind yeah. of paddling are you we, talking about? <laughs> <referring to? laughs> we, well, we're, we're not that versed. I'm a technology guy. Like, okay. I, I love technology. And to me, these days, what's happening in, in automobiles of, I mean, you could even go electric. Right? There's, there's no gears at all. Yeah. Um, but but um, okay. you know, I grew up racing with stick shift, so mm-hmm. I, I I love stick. But these days, you know, the the fastest race cars on the planet are all paddle. Oh. So you know, you just got the the paddles on the back oh, of the steering wheel. Oh, I know okay. someone. I didn't know it was a paddle. I, I just yeah. knew it was the thing on the back of my steering wheel. No, I, <laughs> I thought you were talking about something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. like, nope. Yeah. No. So it probably leaned more towards, believe it or not, automatic. These days, these like ten speed automatics are faster than than. Than you know, just a, a, a manual stick shift. Mm. So I'm all about speed. Yeah. Mm. Favorite vacation spot? Ooh. So I, I, I mean, I don't know if this is the top of my list, but but I gotta say that my wife planned this trip pre-COVID, where we we're gonna go to some place in in Alaska, and I was like, man, Alaska, you know, that's mm. cold. That's a lot of snow and ice, and and uh, but I love the mountains, and. She didn't give me the full lowdown on on how remote this place was. Uh oh. So we finally technology we, guy. Yeah, we made, <laughs> we made we just made up this trip. This place was spectacular. Like it was one of those things where I got to the airport and I was like, okay, you know what 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 what's the plan? So I was in Phoenix at the race, finished the broadcast, flew to Seattle, met up with the kids and, and my wife Ingrid. <laughs> 
and the next morning we're taking off to go to um, to Anchorage, Alaska. Hmm. And so we get to Anchorage, Alaska. I'm like, well, what's the, what's the plan here? What's going on? I like to be surprised sometimes mm, uh, on, on, on the vacation. <laughs> My wife's pretty good at it. Uh, and I, 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 I never lose faith in her abilities to, uh, to come up with some pretty spectacular things. Anyway, so all of a sudden it's, it's like a blizzard outside. And I'm like, how are we going to get there? Well, there, the only way you can get to this place is either by a plane that can land on ice, like on the on the snow, uh, or a helicopter. Mm. And I was like, "There's no Sheesh. way we can helicopter in this weather." So they pick, they you know, get us out of the plane, and they they take us over this hangar with a helicopter pilot. He's like, "Hey, you know, I, I, I flew in the military. Um, you don't have anything to worry about. I wouldn't fly if it was dangerous. We're all good." And he's like, "It's clear five minutes from here. We just got to get." through this first five minutes of snow. I'm like, snow in a helicopter? Like, that doesn't, that's not, <laughs> that, that, not that doesn't ring a bell of success. But I got to say, this guy was one of the most spectacular pilots I've ever flown with. Wow. And and he was super confident. And we got out there and he was right. It was blue skies five minutes away. Wow. And and we flew into the Denali National uh, Park. And I, I didn't, you know, I know about Denali, heard of it and all that stuff, but I never really knew a lot about it. And I got to say, it was just one of the most spectacular places I've ever been. Just the beauty, um, you know, the, I learned so much about um, the glaciers, how, how, you know, how they mm. melt and how the snow builds up on them over the winter, how tall Denali is, you know, one of the tallest mountains in, in uh, the world and certainly tallest peak in North America. So I got to say that one's fresh on my mind right, wow. right now. Yeah. Prior to that, uh, we did a trip uh, a few summers ago. We went to uh, Indonesia. My son loved uh, Komodo dragons, still does. Mm. And so every time you know we go to a zoo or something, or he's watching a show on TV, he's like Komodo dragons, Komodo dragons. So my wife, she's like, "Well, we're going to take him to see Komodo dragons in, mm. on Komodo Island." So so Ow. we went. We went to Indonesia. <laughs> not just not just Ashburn yeah. Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Indonesia. <laughs> like, so, I seen them. They were just the they Jeffrey were muscles. <laughs> Man, I feel terrible. I'm like, I'm not trying to flex. I'm just no, no, it, no, no. We just joking. Yeah, it's, it's, they, it's look, they get on joke, me right. all the time. So Steve I, is a habitual flexor. Like, he'll, <laughs> he'll flex effortlessly. I don't. He's a habitual flexor. I'm just living my life. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just asking, answering the question. Yeah, I said favorite vacation. I didn't say my favorite vacation. I just asked the man about his. Sorry. I mean, those are probably yeah. So tell us about so you you, vacations I've been on. So you went on the glaciers and then you saw how they made how they make and invent dragons. What else? (laughs) They invent dragons. (laughs) What else? Of the magic dragon, (laughs) real dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're going to see. You know, next week we're going to see. You know. Where the, 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 the actual rock, they pulled the sword out of the stone. Right. <laughs> well, my wife says I've got this. Uh, I got this idea of going somewhere on a vacation. I get, I get worried. I'm like, oh boy, I got work. Okay, harder. so yeah. I got so work harder. I, I think I know by your face. What do you get worried about? The location or how much it's gonna cost? Oh, the bill. There's only one thing. I, <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, an adventurer. I'll go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it takes a lot to, to make me nervous, but but paying for it's it. The price tag. That, that price tag. Makes That's my first question. How much it costs? <laughs> hey, we could go. How much it costs? I've actually had to tell myself the last two or three times, like, okay, 
don't let that be the first thing that comes out of your mouth. I know you're thinking it. So you have don't to have the prep it. talk don't, with yourself. Yeah, oh, with my, I'm talking to myself. I'm like, oh my, don't do it, don't do it. Don't do and, it, don't do it. So, I didn't realize how hard it is. Yeah. It is so hard for me not to immediately just go, well, that sounds expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. We just, we just booked our summer trip, and... I was thinking that the whole time. Now, you staying domestic with all the COVID stuff. I know it's hard to So, travel. we actually, my wife has been trying to get me so long, and so we finally committed. Now, first, she was trying to get me to buy a Sprinter van and, and an RV. And I said, let's rent <laughs> first. Let's rent, let's rent this first to see. So, we're taking a, so we're taking, I think it's like 12, 13 days. Flying to L.A., driving to Orange County, staying there for a couple of days, then driving to Lake Powell. Sweet. Then from Lake Powell going to Moab or Zion, glamping. Love it. it. Glamping under the lights, under the stars. So emphasis on glamping. Because this brother right here. I don't camp. Oh, you gonna glamp? <laughs> oh, see, I'm gonna I glamp. Love, okay, I nice, love to camp, right. but it's it's got a little you like the Griswolds. No, it's called glamping. So it's <laughs> it's an open tent with a shower, no technology. Oh, okay. And but Chico. we can have lunch and breakfast in a little. So everything's under a tent, no open door. Love so it. I'm a little worried about that though. I, I'm a little <laughs> bit nervous about something walking up on me. <laughs> Right? Hey, <laughs> nothing is worse than having to go pee and something sneak up on you. That's the whole point of camping. You're supposed to Do I, test did, your survivalists. Does this ninja look like you want to camp? See, I, I don't worry about I, I, worry I can't about camp bugs. in Jordan's. I worry, I worry about bugs. Yeah. I, I don't like mosquito bites and yeah. stuff like that. that, that but but the, like snakes and bears, yeah. that don't bother me. So Safe to I say, y'all saw, won't be on Naked and Afraid. I just saw uh, on Naked and Afraid of a guy said a grizzly bear could get up to uh, 30 miles per hour. My peak was 22, <laughs> 20, 25 if the, I'm good. The, the math don't add up. The math, get some spark in me, 25.7. Yeah. I'm still short. Yeah, well, the first thing is don't try to outrun the bear. I'm no. a brother. That's the first instinct. Yeah. I ain't got to outrun the bear. He got to catch me. I just got to outrun right. the last guy. But the last guy can't be one of your kids. Yeah. 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 So, hey, damn, hey, damn shame what Steve did one of his kids and left him, huh? Um, and then so, from there, we're driving to Utah. So I, I love that. I love hearing this because to me, that that's 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 my kind of vacation. That's not my wife's kind of vacation. Yeah. That's my kind of vacation because every year I run an airstream and I go somewhere. And I just, but it's just me. Like I just kind of do my my Zen solo trip once a oh, year. Oh wow! Where I just rent this. You airship. get a pass for that? I do. Whoa! I do. I and my, every year, my wife said, "You're gonna go to, a, you can get an airstream to a campground by yourself." And I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Hmm." She's like, gives me that look. You're giving me inspiration, <laughs> Jeff. I'm gonna try this. But <laughs> I, I, just, I just did that trip a, a few weeks ago, and I went to Santa Barbara. So I highly recommend, yeah. like, go go to some. Places like that with that with that uh, spring. Well, yeah, we're gonna drive up and down the coast, cool. so we're going L.A. and finish in Utah. Love it. So. Now, hey, man, we got some of the most beautiful yeah, we do. landscape yeah. national parks in the world. So you and it sounds like you're gonna hit a couple. Yeah, of we're gonna see them. That, that's the whole point of, of of seeing seeing some stuff. We like to travel around. We before the pandemic, we all we had a two week vacation for Israel, but that got canceled. Mm. 
And shoot, it took me. Just imagine what's going to happen when when things finally get back to real normal, mm. right? I think there's going to be a real normal. I don't know. Maybe it's a new normal. We have to take a break. And more than anything, we got to pay some bills. Mm-hmm. You got checked. I love Cut To It, and I, I love it even more when you download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media too, Smitty. Where where at? That's at Cut To It on Instagram. What about Twitter? At Cut To It. Facebook? Cut To It featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? And you can follow us at CutToItPodcast.com where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I got all my answers questions. Um, I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. Cut to it, podcast.com. Are you all about the NBA action? You got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures like just over the next ridge. Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there, where the road leads you and even where the off-road makes a way to. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination, the journey itself, or both, your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without the need to connect to your phone. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at NissanUSA.com. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. 
course. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. I always like to grill, like at the hold racetrack. On, hold, on, I hold, on, let, hold on, hold on, Grill. Like grill out, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like steaks, yeah. chicken, just basic stuff. You put fish on the grill? I'll put like salmon on a the plank. Okay, there you go. That's yeah. the right way to do it if you're going to do it. I know where, I know where Steve's going to go. Don't let him go. Don't let him take you down his path. <laughs> he doesn't believe that fish should go on a grill. Well, yeah. I, I, Which I agree. I do a yeah. lot of pan searing stuff. I, I, I like, I like that a little on olive the oil. No, no, pan okay. seared on the, on the, on the. I'm just testing your cooking skills, player. But that's what I was going to say is that th- the cooking through COVID has been whole next level because mm. how, how much? Go ahead, and it's flex. like get on Instagram and you find you know these chefs that were doing stuff like doing cooking lessons on on Instagram. You're doing. You know all, all kinds of and you recreate crazy it? dishes, and yeah, you just follow. That's cool. I mean, I can. I'm good at following directions. <laughs> <laughs> so cooking good. works. For Hit the me. gas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so like, my wife loves steak right. au poivre. So I, you know, we we did that one night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is that like a ribeye or I, no? Yeah, what, what, <laughs> what that be? Right. <laughs> the other one you're gonna laugh at is DJing. Started, whoa, 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 started, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 wait, don't just kind of... Hold up, wait a minute. Over that. Yeah. Now, I know that <laughs> Nelly rapped about you in E.I. Yeah. I know Jay-Z rapped about you. So now we got DJ Jazzy Jim. <laughs> I thought that name was already taken. It's already taken, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, you DJ? I, I'm, I'm not qualified to have a, a DJ name. Yeah. You DJ, you but, a DJ. Yeah. But... Um, so I went to Ibiza or Ibiza a few years ago, you know, several years ago, uh-huh. and had a, had a had a good vacation there. Went to Burning Man, which is just mind blowing experience. Uh-huh. And ever since those two experiences, I, I've just you know, like I always like partying and having yeah. fun, you know, with uh-huh. my wife, with friends, but. All the club music that don't 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 was never my thing until I went to these two places and now I'm like okay it's funny even people that know me for years like they're like damn Jeff I've known you for a long time you surprise the hell out of me sometimes <laughs> and I've always loved music mm-hmm. um, you know all kinds of music from growing up as a kid in California my sister had an influence on me she's four years older than me and so it was like you know tom jones and the beatles and stuff like that and so i was like okay that's not necessarily me and then okay and, okay thank yeah. you yeah, he, he, when you said tom were, jones i was yeah. like not unusual no 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 yeah. i was like <laughs> right and so i'm like okay so then then i got into more like uh you know pop and 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 some rock and roll and okay and, and you know acdc okay all that stuff. and then i started Mm-mm. Break dancing and getting into no uh, you uh, you were break dancing yes, dude yes no did you have a jacket did you have a jacket oh yeah oh! Dude, I was baby Smurf that was that I had I had no on the jacket it said baby Smurf baby Smurf I was in a group dude he was like, he was so in you, a crew so you was like doing you was on the ground like doing all I that I just did stuff on the ground okay yeah yeah, yeah. gotcha you weren't like electric boogaloo no no I didn't no. do any popping oh, okay like it was just 
Yeah, yeah. He, I have my own. He stayed within his his genetic gene pool. So Jeff Gordon, yeah. Break break dancing, and now you're DJ. Little Smurf. I'm pretty good at knowing. So are you DJ Smurf now? No. Okay. No. Uh, I tried. I tried. That was one. Yeah. It's shaking. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what so, backstage does. Thanks. So <laughs> my music like has gone all over the place. Wow. And and so right now what I'm what I'm and and what's been fascinating about this whole um, conversation, but well, <laughs> <laughs> this whole journey is I didn't know. I always was fascinated in the club watching the DJ. I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, I wish I could do that. Control. Same here. Control the yeah. game. Yeah. Right? Yep. You, you know, you know, I don't know about you, Steve. But no, I'm right there I'm with you. I'm a race car driver with a helmet on inside a race car that's loud, but I still wanted to be on the stage. You know, mm. I like to entertain. Yeah, but sometimes. But I, I didn't, I couldn't yeah. play an instrument. I yeah. couldn't sing. Or you you so want to rock the so, party. Yeah, out. I like yeah. that. I like entertaining people. Yeah, that's cool. And so, so... Um, what's been fascinating through this is learning how all this DJ equipment, equipment and and the software and the mm-hmm. computer and all that stuff plays a role in it, you know, and how it syncs the music and mm. and and you know, then you've got all these different platforms, SoundCloud, Title, of where you're getting all your music from, wow. and and so yeah, it's it's I mean to to build your library up. Oh, God, it takes so much of your effort and time. So I have a whole new appreciation. And wow. I've got a few friends that are DJs. I know Diplo and, and, and Chain Smokers and some of these guys. So uh, I, I right. just met them over the years. And, oh, yeah. and, so so and, we're gonna so, exp- I expect to see Jeff Gordon now like DJing at Coachella. Oh, Is that next? <laughs> not if you want me <laughs> entertained. You know, I, I, I got good hey, music, but I'm not gonna. It sounds like you're not gonna be fancy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna be fancy yeah. like you're, you. The, the versatile DJs are always the best ones. Where you can take me from genre to genre. Those I can definitely best do that. I got a lot of different music. So, sure. wow. right. so but anyway, so it's it's that's been super fun. cool. My brother-in-law's if, getting married. I'm gonna reach out if, to you. If, see if, if I can my wife was here, she'd say, "Yeah, he's gone a little crazy with this DJ and stuff." Like I have in my garage. I was actually. Moved before I came over here, <laughs> I've got I've got two 18s and two 15 inch subwoofers. What kind and of amp you running with it? So these are all powered subs. Okay, so you gotcha. don't need you don't need the amp because I'm like oh, I'm, I'm not I'm yeah. not all into to that. I just want plug and play. But, they, but I've got this this Denon um, DJ controller that it's like what the hell am I doing with this thing? I mean, I can play four different things at one time and it's lit up. So oh. I'm like, I'm like that guy that shows up the golf course with a set of brand new pings. Like <laughs> he looks like he knows what he's doing, but, but you know, <laughs> I and then wait till I hit the ball. Like, it's like, <laughs> I have no idea where it's going to go. Right. That's kind of D- how I am. Or we're going to have a DJ battle with you and Shaq. Cause Shaq DJs now too. So yeah. we got this crossover. Well, well, <laughs> Yeah, and then what I've learned about all that, right, is is you know you go hire somebody to help you kind of produce your 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 show. Oh. So I'm not it's there yet. Shaq's right. on another level. All right. <laughs> well, we we gonna we gonna get Jeff Gordon there, <laughs> DJ Jeff. All right, last one. I just got schooled. Man, this is damn. That's a, I'm, we weren't my, prepared for this. Jeff. My mind is blown. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, Jeff. Gordon, this yeah, wasn't in the yeah. research. DJing. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, ain't, you ain't heard a little Smurf, right? You heard DJ Smurf? What? DJ Smurf? DJ Smurf? Oh, man. When he on the ones and twos, hey. it's rocky. Don't get it twisted. Right. No cap. Yeah. Hey, he'll head out in his airstream, but we go. Pull up. Santa Barbara, fishing, playing DJ. <laughs> DJ Smurf. I'm so screwed. No, I like it though. I like it. Yeah. Um, All right. So last one. 
you know, being from California, which I knew, um, and we do it as well, um, a, a, a fellow Californian, California rolling stop or a full complete stop? <laughs> Does anybody come to a complete stop these days? Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, pro- I'm probably, uh, I like to follow the rules, so yeah. I must say. I, I do like <laughs> no. to follow the rules, but, oh, okay. but yeah, no, I don't think my tires have ever just come to a full stop. Okay. <laughs> the rule we say in our family, in the neighborhoods, mm-hmm. no cop, no stop. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's what I was going to say is if I see something out of the corner of my eye that I need to stop for. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let's go. Let, listen. That that was the best ice. Yeah, that was we had. <laughs> we always get something interesting out, oh, of, out of guests, but that that's by far the that most awesome. interesting. To I probably I probably this is you know what I learned in TV is you don't want to empty the bucket too early. I think I just emptied no, the bucket. No, you <laughs> did. But we appreciate you did it on our platform. No, you did. <laughs> All right. So uh, where are you from? In a place you call your hometown. So, man, I'm I'm like I'm like. Somebody that's all from all over the place, right? Because my birthplace, Vallejo, California, mm-hmm. that I lived until I was about fourteen, took me then racing to Indiana to a place called Pittsburgh, Indiana. So for the mm. longest time, I always called Pittsburgh my my hometown. Mm. Um, but but then moved to North Carolina. So I, I'm I'm in Charlotte, you know. Now that's where I spend most of my time. My my business is obviously racing and mm-hmm. NASCAR and, and whether it be working for Fox sports or Hendrick motorsports, mm-hmm. I've got a couple of dealerships in North Carolina. So this is really, my kids are in school here. So this Charlotte is my, my home, but we, we love to travel as, as I mentioned earlier. So I don't, I don't know if we can be locked down in any one place for too long. I, I challenge people all the time. For, you know, even my wife, you know, she, my wife's from Belgium and we met in New York. I brought her to Charlotte and she's like, you know, I'm used to New York. <laughs> so she's a <laughs> little skeptical. She's a little and, skeptic at first. So, so, but you know, I challenge anybody of of find a better place to bring up your kids. Oh uh, yeah, true. Um, you know, better place to live. There's lots of opportunities here. Mm-hmm. Weather, you know, if you look at it, mm-hmm. you got the seasons, but nice weather. My my family all followed me here. My my mom, my stepdad, my sister, my stepbrother all came here wow. because they they loved. None of them wanted to go to Indiana, yeah. but they all came here. Yeah. That's cool. So it's a it's a it's a great place. Not to age you, but growing up in Vallejo, growing up in Indiana, you know, growing up in those places, how did it shape your view on the world as you see it today? Yeah, pro- probably growing up in Vallejo more than anything else, right? I mean, very diverse school, uh, public school. I didn't go to private school. Um, you know, from getting in fights at school to um, the type of education, you know, that I got. Probably more life lesson education than, than anything else. Mm. I didn't think my, my education I got at school was very good. Like, uh, it just, I wasn't that interested. I was more of an average student anyway because I wanted to race. My parents introduced me to racing very young at five. So school was like just think something I felt like I needed to do. But you know, the, the kids that I interacted with, um, taught me a lot, you know, about, about life. Just, just things happened fast, man. Just being introduced and seeing things that, that I didn't see anywhere else. Um, kids bringing guns and knives to school in, 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 you know, uh, seventh and eighth grade. Um, 
you know, just clothing, music, mm-hmm. you know, just different cultures, different, um, you know, um, you know, lifestyles, just uh, a little bit of everything. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very, you know, it, you know in, in Vallejo, it's um, uh, a big Filipino population, mm-hmm. uh, Mexican population, African-American population, white population. It just kind of all congregating yeah. in, in one place. And I went from that to going Indiana. to Indiana, yeah. and you know, it was people with tractors and out on farms and yeah. you know milking cows and things like yeah. that. Um, and I just wanted to race. So, but but I always fell back to, when I came to Indiana, and I'm t- you know talking to the, the the kids. They're like, "Man, you're from Mars. Where are you from? <laughs> like, where did you learn all these things?" And mm. man, you grow up fast. You know, yeah. in a, in a place in, in California, didn't I? Didn't grow up in a in a fluent you know wealthy family. My parents worked hard, but but they they you know. They got me into racing too, so it wasn't like we were poor or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I, I got I got to see them have to work, you know, as hard as they did to have the things that that, that we had, and, and and what that created also in uh, in racing for me. Now, that's interesting. Now that you say that, how does that, with everything you experienced at such a young age growing up? How does that play into your parenting here in Charlotte? Because Charlotte is Charlotte has its places, but it's not the way you're talking about in the '80s and '90s. California was just a different place. Yeah, right. You have Reginald Denning, Rodney King. Uh, you up in uh, Northern California a little bit, where you have uh, the Black Panther movement as well, uh, the influence of that, uh, Oakland, California, mm-hmm. San Francisco, all of that in the 80s and 90s was the, it was a hotbed for whether it was racial injustice, equality of justice, you have gay rights, AIDS epidemic, mm. <clears throat> um, Poor folks, people getting beat by the police. It's just a, a, myri- a myriad of issues right? for, and then for you decades. Got, you got LA, the LA riots right. down, you know, five hours down the street, which I experienced. And going through all of that and seeing that and witnessing that. And now you're a dad and you know what you were taught and learned in the seventh grade, what you experienced. It has to at least play, I'll just say it the way I want to say it is, I find myself at times parenting out of fear because I know what I experienced. Yeah. And and how does that, how does that, do you ever think about that or do you look at yourself and say, man, am I parenting for the best way or am I parenting out of fear because I know what I experienced and what I didn't need to know at 12 years old that I know my kids just can't handle it or or I just desire for them not to be exposed to it at such a young age. Yeah, I mean, gosh, this is this we could do a podcast on just this subject alone, right? Because uh, you know, parenting I, I think is the toughest job there is on on the planet. Yes. And and I thought my parents did a and of course it's like I told you my mom, my stepdad, I thought they did an amazing job um but I think most of what they did was 
kind of out of necessity of that's how our lives just worked. Yep. And, and you know, I, I think now I won't let my kids leave my driveway. Mm. When I was living in, in Vallejo, I'd get on my bike and I'd go 10 miles, you yeah. know, and nobody you were just, ever, you were just going for the afternoon. Bro, you just yeah. just, just be, home, be, be home yeah. before the streetlights yeah. come on. Exactly. That was it. That yeah. was it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was seldom when I got home before the streetlight. <laughs> 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 yeah. Maybe that was just our rule, but you had to be back home before that streetlight came on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> if I, you get, my, it, it just made you get a say, whooping. If I yell Steve-On yeah. one more damn time. Right. Right. That just made me think of one story. I, Do tell. I, I was probably, I think I was sixth or seventh grade. Uh-huh. Had, sixth had, or seventh grade. Had, still remember? He got a whooping. Had, had, yeah. No, I Or didn't somebody get, else got a whooping. I, I, I should have got whooped. <laughs> uh oh. Um, but but I was, I was always pushing the limits, right, of being home by dinner time or light. You know, when 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 um, it got dark, lights come on. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I was across the neighborhood, like a mile or two and I was like okay I'm gonna go to my other buddy's house that's just around the corner mm-hmm. and then that way I'm close to home so I only have a five minute you know skateboard. sprint I was either riding yeah. a bike or skateboarding yeah. that was that's how I got around and always on wheels man I, yeah. and these wheels unlike those wheels you yeah. got underneath <laughs> you my, my wheels didn't take me far yeah. <laughs> but um, but uh, so this guy he had they, they had a pool in the back of their house that was a big deal right absolutely hey, pool and so I'm at his house, and I'm watching the clock. And right as I was getting ready to leave, I stepped off into the pool. Like we were messing around in the backyard, and I run around the corner. Boom! Uh, All, well, I wasn't even supposed to be at his house. Okay? Uh, how are you going to explain this? Right. To- and then now I'm I'm soaking wet from the waist down. So I you know I did one of those walk in the front door. Hey, <laughs> and they're like, whoa, 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 hey, come in here. And my it was literally like, <laughs> they're like, what happened? I'm like, I don't uh, remember what I'm. I'm like stepped in a puddle or something. You know, it hadn't rained in damn uh, a month. You, <laughs> you would have came out better just saying I urinated on myself. <laughs> I, 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 I don't mean this to make this a bad joke, but. What kind of puddle? Right. <laughs> I know you're not tall, but you ain't. No, they, you they ain't a centimeter tall. Right? I don't think they knew that. I, I, like who, who steps in a puddle? He's he's wet from the waist down, and he's, I stepped in a puddle. Yeah. Hey, I didn't say I was the sharpest knife in the drawer, but but uh, but anyway, I don't know what what made me think about that. So, so that's you, your conscience. But, <laughs> But going back to the parenting, yeah. you know, my, my parents, I don't, and I ask them this every once in a while, and I don't know if I've gotten a straight answer, but I worry so much about my kids now, right, of thinking mm-hmm. all the things that I did, thinking about the things that are happening in the world, mm-hmm. and I want I want them to experience all these things, but I just have such a hard time letting go. Yeah. And, and I don't, you know, I don't know if it's who I've become through racing Mm. But I definitely I want to control them more than I should, and yeah. and and that's when I when I'm you know battling with my own demons and and you know me and my wife are trying to talk about parenting. It's mm. how you know how you let go. My daughter's 13 now, so you, I have no choice but to let go. She's she's like on her own path, doesn't care about mm. what I did, who I am. 
she barely cares that I'm her dad right now some days. But uh, yeah, but we we got a we got a cool relationship too. So I want to keep and maintain yeah. that. So it's tough. But I, I do want you know bring up one one thing. You know when I lived in in Vallejo and I left Vallejo and I moved to Indiana and, and then you know you, you, if racism or something would get brought up, I was like, you know what? I don't see people for for the color of their skin. I, I judge each person individually, and mm-hmm. and I you know I want to I want to know who they are. I don't care about anything else that's influencing that. But as I've gotten older, I realize that I actually want to see every person yeah. for you know who that's they cool. are. The color of their skin has has a story uh, wow. about who they are, and and you know that's that's been a, a I think more of a change of uh, since I become a parent and mm-hmm. and how I want to teach you know those things to to my kids about that you know it's not just you know the way a person looks it's you got to go deeper mm-hmm. and and find out you know really why they're who they are yeah. good or bad yeah. yeah because because you know we've all we've all had some major influence whether it be our parents life's experiences um, that, that, uh, like you were mentioning to me, you know, what, what did Vallejo, I mean, I, I, you know, I got in a fight in school one day and I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that moment. I'll tell you a quick story on this. So me and this kid, we didn't get along and, and I can't remember, he was calling me out on something in one of our classes and, and I was like, man, I'll meet you after school. And, he, and he's like, all right. And, talking about? And so now I usually wouldn't mess with somebody that I didn't think that I had a shot at. Right. So he was a little taller than me, but I, I was like, and I wasn't a big kid. So it wasn't really? like I was messing with <laughs> I know. Shocking. <laughs> but I was like, I'm like, all right, I think I got, it. and I was a pretty good, like grappler wrestler type. Like oh, I could use one of those. On huh? Okay. I just, boom, get them on the ground. Oh, okay. But Take I'd, down. But I'd never punched anybody. Oh, so, so that's, that's been, a, that's, that's kind of needed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean maybe, in, maybe in the chest or something yeah, like got, that, but never like wham. Yeah. And so, um, so I get after school, he meets up with me and man, I take him down and I'm on top of him. I'm like, yeah, what am I going to do? And all of a sudden, whoop, whoop, <laughs> like lights, you know, and, and, and cops come by and I'm like, boom, we all scattered. And, and so the next day show up at school and he walks up to me, and he's like, he's like, hey, man, where'd you run off to? Bow. Oh, no, he sucker punched you? No, that ain't a sucker punch. Dude, dude. That's I, a continuation. That's the lesson See? I, sh- I should I have known that was coming. Yes. Absolutely. The police stopped it. The police stopped it. it, it you said a fight, not a wrestling match. That's right. <laughs> no, you're right. You don't, one, two, three, game over. <laughs> right. Now, the, here's, so the, I learned two lessons. Where he hit you in the face? Oh yeah, boom! Okay, yeah. I didn't have a black eye, but I definitely I was like, "Whoa!" Oh. And he knocked me back. And as I came for him, then everybody pulled us apart, and oh. we both got suspended. He saved you from an ass whooping. No, <laughs> no. Oh, I was. Ta- I-, I had this guy. How many I- times I- are you gonna take oh, yeah. him down? But, but he <laughs> was. Listen, he was Jeff, hold on, Jeff. He was smarter than me, though. Jeff, Jeff, hold on. You can't get hit. In you the can't face. win a smart fight. Hold on. You can't hit him in the face and then take him down and put him in a picky grappler. <laughs> right. <laughs> Say uncle. Right. Say uncle. Right. uncle Jeff. Uncle Jeff. All right. Fight's over. Yeah. You can't just put someone in the Kurt Ankle. <laughs> Kurt Ankle ankle lock. No, it's gonna be right. <laughs> At that point, I was ready to hit him. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I didn't mind. I was I afraid DJ to hit Smurf. him. Right. 
I love Andy, that. And he ran from the police. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, Jeff got street cred, man. So, so my, my point is that, you know, I, I learned that day, man, never let your guard down, never, never, you know, wow. never think you're in a safe place, environment, in, in, you know, unless you know what the other person's thinking. And here's you never a, can know what they're thinking. Here's what I love what you said that I think sometimes a lot of us right now in this time, we try to skirt over and try to avoid the word you use with a J, judge. Yeah. You know, you say you judge people for who they are. Yeah. A lot of times we don't want to say, well, we're judging people. We are we judge everything. We we judge is that flavor yeah. good or not. I love what you said be, right. because I think that is important. It's nothing wrong with judging someone. It's or, when you start to judge them and put them down. But, or, or on a preconceived notion. Yes. Like uh, what I love that Jeff said is that I went from saying I don't see color to saying I see color because that's who God made you, right? Yeah. God, God made you with your with your color. So being able to see race says I see that person for who they are, completely who they are, and that one is a testament to growth, mm-hmm. and two, it is a testament to everything that Steve's saying is that, yeah, you 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 build an opinion off someone, but based off of their whole self. Yeah, yeah, and, and you so, allow that individual to represent themselves, yeah. whether it's good or bad, because yeah. there are times. We represent ourselves very poor, depending <laughs> yeah. on the day. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's some days you get up on the wrong side of bed and you just are not as outgoing. You're not 100%. as nice. You, you you feel groggy today or you just feel like, look, I'm being sweatpants, T-shirt, sh- shoes, yeah. no socks. And that, that day you woke up saying, hey, this is who I am. And mm-hmm. there are some people who will see that and go, I don't want to be next to that person, or that person seems like you're feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, some days I don't want to be next to myself, <laughs> <laughs> and that's great. I just, I just thought that I wanted to point that out because there are times people just try so hard. Yeah, I don't judge. We all do. Yeah, we we all do. We whether we want to or not, want to admit it, we do. And and I think in the right context, judging is okay. Whether it's okay or not, it's happening. Yeah. And, and so you've you've got to get thick skinned yourself. Absolutely. And then and then you've got to you get I I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know, mm. and, and I like second chances and I like, you know, to to try to be more thorough in my judging. Like if if I only had a quick interaction with somebody, you know, and I didn't like the interaction, I'll go well, I wonder what it was, to your mm-hmm. point, like, was it something that happened to them in their life that day, whatever, you say, okay, not, I'm not going to let mm-hmm. that, you know, get to me. Now, if I get to know that person, and I realize that person is a real jackass, mm-hmm. and, and every interaction I've had yep. with I'm going to judge them as a jackass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's good. I think it's about that time. Just uh, take a little breather. Good do it, good do it. Let's get down to it. Hey, Gerard, where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing? Oh, yes. I got it from CutToItPodcast.com, where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 Shop. But yeah, you can go on, buy you a T-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Nissan has a car for everyone, and that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. 
Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of a pedal. If you're craving more adventures with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder, the vehicle with muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive? Zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for the drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups, and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan, because more is all we do. Get the endless excitement and more you've been looking for. Check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPA fuel economy estimates. 30 city MPG, 37 highway MPG, 33 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV front-wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 35 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV all-wheel drive. 29 city MPG, 36 highway MPG, 32 combined MPG for Rogue SL and platinum front-wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 34 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum all-wheel drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So, what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song? Of course. The choice is yours! Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device, subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You, you talked about you getting into racing. At such a young age, at six years old, I, I don't even remember what I was doing. Six year old, but you know, the closest thing I had to any vehicle was I had a Dukes of Hazard set, which was the big wheel, and then a car that was a pedal. I, I, I was not thinking about <laughs> racing at six years old. Clutch. Uh, park, clutch, reverse, it, neutral. There was no clutch on the big wheel. I know that. I had it wasn't. One. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I think I, I think my dad brought home a race car before he ever brought home a big wheel. I mean, really? it's just I, I did race bicycles 
We had a BMX bicycle track up the street. Oh yeah, uh, y'all was in a miles. good neighborhood there. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a cool track. <laughs> no, sure. It was like like you had you had the the, the baseball little league fields, mm-hmm. and then not too far away from that, you had a a, a, a drive-in movie theater, mm-hmm. and and then on the corner was this this BMX bicycle track, and that's just. The kids in my neighborhood. That's what y'all did. That's what they yeah. did. Yeah. And so I was, again, little kid. I was the youngest kid. I was always hanging out with older kids. And my sister was older, so I'd hang out, hang out with her friends too. And so I learned to ride a bike real young. Me too. And But and racing is a whole different thing. In kindergarten, I learned, I learned how to ride a bike in kindergarten on a beach cruiser. <laughs> yeah. See that that that's LA right there. Yeah. That's Southern California. Yeah, we, definitely weren't no beach cruisers in North Carolina. No, no, I'll tell you that. No, no, de- definitely weren't any beach cruisers in Vallejo either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh there were some low rider bikes yeah. though. There were some of those yeah. cool bikes. But uh but yeah, so I was so I, yeah. I my my stepdad, this this you know, you have to understand him to understand my whole story because one, he met my mom very young, my mom and my dad. Uh, split up when I was just a baby mm. and then she met through work you know my stepdad and then they got married so I was I don't know maybe one or something like that at the time they got married and he just took to his stepkids of man I want to I want to give them you know opportunities and present some things to them and so I don't know somehow he saw right away I had good hand-eye coordination and boom by the time I'm three I'm riding a bicycle and by the time I'm four, wow. I was racing bicycles at you know at this track, and I mean I was okay, you know because I because you, you know, were, there weren't you a lot were of four, four right? How do you how does bike, how does a four year old have I was okay focus. to race anything? Yeah, but but there weren't a whole lot of four year olds. That's my point. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, you're, so for us, I, you were pretty good <laughs> without even being there. I mean, there, there, I'm mean, I'm not trying to knock you, but there's a high probability you still had at least. A pull up on that night, and you're <laughs> riding bikes in the day. Right, like I was okay. Yeah, just the fact that you were riding a bike at four is years old, impressive. you were probably okay going against six year olds. Yeah. Well, I don't know how old the other kids were, but yeah. I mean, I was holding my own. And then there, there was one kid I remember. Anytime he showed up, it was like, oh man. And so, so you, you'd hope he'd go down or something yeah. <laughs> the first turn, but. Um, there was there was a couple wrecks of some other kids and I got into a small one and my mom was telling my my dad he's like she's like I don't know about this you know I I see him getting hurt and so he had some friends that race cars so you know six months later hold on, hold the next on. thing I know Stop. he's bringing home this this little car so hold on my little Jeffy is gonna get hurt riding bikes. <laughs> So let's go get this so miniature let's, car. Let's go get this miniature car because he ain't going to get hurt going faster in this car. This is how good of a salesman my stepdad yeah, is because yeah. he convinced my mom. He's like, no, no, he's got a helmet, seatbelt. I was saying it does kind of sound like an upgrade he, when you he, think about he, it. He made her believe you it sell, was safe. You sell it up to the mom. It does kind of sound, oh, he's going to have a helmet This on. is a non-African-American yeah. conversation because <laughs> ain't no ninjas I know. You cannot every- stop from BMX to car. <laughs> <laughs> there were still some. There were still some people in neighborhoods who couldn't drive. Yes. Much less you're going to get four year old to drive. Four year old driving a car and without gra- a license, without a license, and grandma who's sixty still ain't still got her license. Right. My grandmother, her first car she got when she was, I would say 57, 58 years old. My grandmother old. never drove. D- dot, she got it because 
unfortunately, my aunt uh, got inherited some money, and so she bought my grandmother. It was a Dodge Colt. It was a 1984. I remember 1984 Dodge Colt. Now we was in the, uh, we were still driving that Colt when I was in high school, <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> so, the fact that you go from more safety to a bike to a car, oh, again, you still probably in pull-ups at night. <laughs> and and he now he's behind the wheel. Car. He's behind the wheel. <laughs> As long as it's got four wheels, it's a car. I don't care what That's it is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, this it was crazy, man. Dodge, it was crazy. Colt, Ford, like, Pinto, it's still a car. I don't know. I mean, I, now, now, I, I'll be honest, that now I know people, but I don't know back then. What Gerard doing? Oh, that, for the oh, weekend. He took, he took the car for a spin. Yeah, for the weekend. He up in Huntersville driving. <laughs> right. Driving what? A car. Right. Hey, you would. There, there's a track out in Kannapolis. Uh you would not believe the number of kids out there racing. So, so that's every that, that does and, lead to it. So that that like it opened up my eyes to this. Like you think of 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 you know Pop Warner or Lily, whatever whatever so, you so, were yeah. being you not know, exposed six, to. Yeah. Not, not, I mean, yeah, I got it, got it. Yeah, but six. My, okay, maybe it was young. A little and, bit, and old, I was old. probably a little bit on the young side for most. Yeah, of yeah. But I'm gonna tell you what. Right now, you go out there. There are six and seven year old kids, wow. and there's some four year olds out there that can't race, but they'll let them drive. I'm telling you, it's crazy. <laughs> Hold on, crazy. they can't race. What are they wait, doing? Wait, wait. <laughs> They'll let them practice. They'll let oh. them practice until they get to five. You got to Go be ahead. five. So, I mean, you kind of walked into the question. You sure, I, drove I'm, right into it. <laughs> I, I know the that. pathway. If I wanted to play football, I know I can play little league or pop Warner football. If I want to play basketball, I can go to a YMCA or or a rec center or AAU team. or AAU team. What is the pathway of entry? into NASCAR because it, it seems like we've had young drivers on. We've, we've mentioned Chase Elliott or, or William Byron, and they've had very different entry points into NASCAR. But from, from your standpoint, what, what is that pathway to take in order to become a, a NASCAR driver or, or a race car driver overall? Yeah, I mean, somebody is going to have to introduce you to it. Somebody is going to have to um, have the initial cost of it because it, it, it's not cheap, right? There are mm. less expensive ways to just get introduced to it. Mm. Um, and then there's, you know. Like, hold on, the less expensive ways, like? Well, I mean, you know, you you could have somebody that says, hey, I got a car here, you want to, you know, you want to drive it. I mean, no, could be no cost, right? Gotcha, but gotcha. somebody else okay. has to give you that opportunity. If you wanted to just go out and buy your own stuff, you're talking about, you know, top notch quarter midget engine chassis trailer and all. I mean, you probably eight ten thousand dollars just to get wow. that car, you know, on, on the track. So it, it's not cheap. Hmm. Um, don't have that at the sporting goods store. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, this is this is something. No Bass, I, Bass, Bass yeah, Pro Shop uh, ain't got that out. I would love to see more of an initiative to introduce kids to it, you know, that, yeah. that can't afford it, that maybe are interested in racing, maybe they watch racing or, or whatever, like cars. They like a little, a little slot car video game and say, okay, how do I, how do I go racing and have, yeah. whether it be a scholarship, whatever it may be. Um, and I think there's some opportunities out there f for that, but they're very, very few. Mm. So it is, it, it is, you know, a, a, an expo a sport that I would say compared to other sports is yeah. expensive to get yeah. into, even at and, the very and beginning. I, I definitely see from the expense standpoint, but even are there initiatives that potentially happen even to just um, create just that, like I said, that, that barrier of entry 
to, to be able to create a pipeline for people to know or if, if I go in through particularly this program or this initiative, that it puts me on the pathway to become to becoming a driver. Yeah. Be, I mean, because I think that's great because you look at all the other sports. They have some sort of developmental. They have deve- or, or, or some of them are using ethnicity as an opportunity like first tee sure. for golf. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And um, Arthur Ashe program for tennis. That's how I was introduced to tennis when I was a young boy. Right. It was all about Arthur Ashe. <clears throat> and then, you know, Venus and Serena, you know, those uh, uh, young women seeing people that look like them be able to, even though it wasn't as many, being able to see that. You have basketball. Obviously, basketball is what it is. You have football, what it is. Um, you know, soccer and I believe racing, racing yeah, I are the last two sports where the developmentally or easy accessibility doesn't really exist, like you yeah. said. And, and I don't think people really know how. Like, I have no idea how to get involved. Yeah. If I, if I had an interest you're telling in this, me, yeah. Like you telling me, like Chase was different because he's third generation right. of racing, right? He has his whole little world out there in Georgia, right? William Byron with the technology, yeah. right? And and what he, the technology aspect, but then also he had been racing. Mm-hmm. But you are so unique because it has been ingrained from you since such a young age, racing and speed and then a success. We haven't. Had to, and then you know I know I know Dale, and what he's experienced with second and third generation. Yeah, but no one ever. It's getting more and more rare. You yeah, know, that that. that uh, and by the way, in Vallejo, California, there was nobody racing. I was wow. the only kid in Vallejo that up. that was racing. Well, yeah. NASCAR really hadn't made it out that way. No, they well, just yeah, but, it was, yeah. They, but you have to understand, this goes way beyond... I didn't even know what NASCAR was back then. Like, really? I didn't know what NASCAR was until I was in my teens. But but there's there's dirt track racing, sprint cars, um, there's there's IndyCar. I knew what the Indy 500 was. Yeah, me too. Right, yeah. But I did not know what NASCAR was until I was older. So yeah, when you grow up in the open wheel, because of quarter midgets I'm talking about, that's what they're called... And, and go-karts, that really leads you more to the path of open-wheel racing mm. and not necessarily stock cars. Stock cars didn't really become big out in California until much later. They, they are now. I mean, we've had – you think about Snow. Jimmy Johnson, myself, and Kevin Harvick, all champions yep. of, the, of NASCAR from California. That's very, very rare. Um, so now it's opened up more opportunities indoors. Uh, you know, to try to answer your question, right now for a – five, six, seven-year-old kid, somebody's going to have to take them mm-hmm. to the racetrack mm-hmm. and show them these types of, of race cars and and then figure out, okay, how could we do this? Mm-hmm. Is, is, there a, is there a way? But once you get older, there are some, some paths. There, there, you know, um, NASCAR has some, some different initiatives. Whether you want to be a pit crew member, yeah. uh, a NASCAR official, an engineer. Mm. Um, you know, I think also, though, I think of, of somebody like maybe Danica Patrick or a, um, Haley Deegan right now is a female mm. uh, racer who's, who's young and up and coming. Bubba Wallace. I think this is uh, some of their long-term opportunities. Like, they're changing how people view the sport and and they have a long-term impact they're on they're causing an interest oh, yeah, absolutely totally yep. and so so i think that 
I could see them playing a, a bigger role in this, but we all got to play a role in it. Absolutely. Um, and because to me, I want to see a NASCAR that everybody goes, man, this is for everybody. This mm. is for anybody. If you have talent and you have interest, you can excel at this and it doesn't matter where you came from. Well, we got to stop right there. Mm-hmm. You thought that was it. But but there's more. There is so much more. Come back in the next episode when you hear DJ Jeff Gordon hits us on the one and twos. Come back for part two. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent. And most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut to it with Steve Smith Sr., that is me, is a production of Cut to It LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut to It, executive producer Steve Smith Sr., co host Gerard Littlejohn, talent and booking manager Joe Fushi social media team wesley robinson and john show from balto creative media cut to it is produced by brian baltashevich and meredith carter with production assistance by alex labreck production coordinator taylor robinson theme music by alex johnson lyrics and vocals by anthony hamilton if you ain't heard about it then we're about to let you know it's all We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in the 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. 
Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.